You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Mitul Shah. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Nick King on how to implement complex changes at scale. Nick is the VP of Customer Experience, Go-To-Market plus Growth Organization at Cisco. He has built the team over the last 18 months, generating significant revenue and new bookings. Nick has clearly two decades of engineering and marketing technology leadership at companies, including Microsoft, Google, and VMware. Nick, super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So Nick, as, as we were talking during our pre-interview about implementing complex changes and how to do this at scale, this might be a new topic for a lot of our listeners. Maybe you can uh, you know, tell us as to what is uh, you know, transformational changes and, and how do you implement that in complex organizations such as you know, Cisco, Microsoft, Google? Yeah, I think... When we look at the problems and when things get defined complex, any complex problem is usually broken down into lots of simpler, more consumable problems. And the way I like to look at it is you've got to start with a clear outcome of the business outcome and then your stakeholders that help you, that help you be successful. And I think once you understand whether you're, you, know, you have a share problem or you want to grow revenue or you have a product you want to reposition, if you understand that primary business outcome first, that's objective number one. But what a lot of folks forget to do is understand all the stakeholders that you have internally and what their success criteria is for that same outcome. Because as you understand those two pieces, it gives you the playing field to start to put in place a plan for change. The next thing I look at is having a deep understanding of the customer problem that you're solving. So now you have your business outcome, you understand the customer problem, how you solve it, maybe how you don't solve it and how your competitors are solving it and get that 360 view. And then the last piece is what I call stitch together the go-to-market value chain, which is understanding in order to get solve that customer's problem, in order to deliver your business outcome, what are all the steps that have to happen to engage the customer? Now, in some cases, that might be just directly to the customer, could be just you know a SaaS type offer that goes directly to the customer, but what's the ecosystem that surrounds it? Or in other cases, there might be multiple partners, multiple organizations, multiple influences that have uh, a stake in that value chain. And then finally, as you understand those pieces, you break those down and support those with clear metrics that can predict the outcome and, and inform course correction. And we'll talk a little bit about how you can define those metrics and how you use those to preempt uh, and define when you should course correct. Because, uh, you know, no, no, plan, no plan survives uh, in, in the real world. So you always got to prepare for that adjustment. <laughs> got it. So know the business outcome that you want, map it to customer problems and have a clear metrics and goals 
that how how are you going to achieve it and how are you going to essentially call it a success or or not right and understanding the hops in between to get uh, there and and then also understanding your internal organization and how your stakeholders are set up to achieve the same outcome those are two blind spots that we often forget when we do planning got it well so when you when you're working in such a complex organization right with with so many stakeholders so many different variables you know that are part of it i'm assuming that there is a framework you know you you must use to as a guide for this transformational change um, maybe maybe you can talk about that yeah i've had the luck of working with a number of different uh, formats for this uh, the one that uh, I tend to prefer and I find works well as the OKR format. Uh, we have something similar at Cisco called TeamSpace. You know, multiple organizations have objectives and key results and how to align to those. But what I like about that is you define the metrics up front and the metrics are defined to a body of work. And then where I've evolved that over the years with the teams is that we connect up all the budget investments to also reconcile against those key investments. Uh, and the reason why that's important is in any transformation, uh, the frequent question is, okay, how much is it costing us to make these changes? And what's the impact of this investment? And this is another thing that can get people caught out is that unless you're able to say, you know, I spent a dollar uh, and it will equal $3 in three months time, or we're not quite sure, but in two months time, you can go back and say, return $2. It's hard for the entire business to understand what that investment is for. Uh, the other piece for this is it begins to set up the team members, those that are accountable for it, whether they be in your direct organization or extended organization, very clear uh, metrics to interlock upon. And I like to have a very, tr very transparent set of metrics that are, are published, but also often have those same stakeholders that we talked about with their success criteria having shared metrics in our plan. I know this makes sounds very sensical as you say it, but in large organizations, that doesn't always happen. And even in small organizations, I see the same, same effect. And then we take all that data and we start to apply a big data approach to it where we look for the outliers that indicate that something could require change. Uh, and that could be things that numbers are falling behind, but we're actually start to look at all the features we can track from these different metrics and use that to begin to identify outliers that we can then support. And so we almost take an engineering agile model and apply that to a business go-to-market model in this case. That's fantastic. That's the first time I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that, that using agile approach for transformational change. I think we can probably do the whole episode on that. We, we, we could, uh, you know, and, and there's a, there's a, maybe we, we could come back and do that. I think the, the advantage of that is that uh, as an organization from all levels of the organization, the team identifies the most important things to go solve uh, and all the, all the benefits of agile. The, what I have learned over the years is that sometimes if you run business groups marketing, go-to-market, partner organizations, and agile the whole time, they sometimes can feel disconnected from the strategy, which is why those business outcomes have to be, you know, brought to the surface again, and, the, and effectively the sprints need to align to those business outcomes. And as long as you keep those connected, you know, you could apply 
a similar agile pipe methodology as you would in engineering to business transformation. Got it. Got it. No, that's that's fantastic. So how, how do you measure ROI, you know, in this in this whole process? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like to make it real simple, it comes down to bookings. Um, and there are so many metrics and, you know, there's different ways you look at like marketing metrics and everything else. But what I have found uh, is at the end of the day, when you book business uh, and you, you take accountability for that, uh, that is key. And so we look at how we can provide that transparency. Uh, but the other thing to that ROI against bookings is how you associate your cost to that P&L and, and what it costs to get there. Because there's always a little bit of skepticism as, as you're changing. Is like, was there a need for change or what was the net impact of that change? And that's just part of the course in transformation. So you take the bookings, you align the programs, and then if you've done all of the above correctly, you're able to say, okay, this is what it costs and this is what we offset for that. Uh, but, you know, for me, what I found through go-to-market growth the whole lot, there's one language that every CEO, every salesperson, everyone understands, and that's bookings. That's, that's brilliant. So you are able to attach, you know, the spend to bookings. Correct. So at the, at the definition of the strategy level and the OKRs that go across the team, when the organization spends money or invests in something, those uh, outcomes are keyed back to those uh, investments. And so at any point in time in the quarter, we can pivot and see how much we've got spent against a particular effort. What we see is the backlog uh, of the work required to get there. And we'll talk about a little bit in a second about whether that's trending in the right business direction uh, and whether the performance of the outcome is also correct. Uh, because ultimately we trust that people come to work to do a great job. And so by using this approach, we're effectively enabling them to do their best work uh, and show the outcome of that great work without with reducing as much of the overhead as we possibly can and how they communicate that outcome. That's fantastic. So when we talk about complex organization, right? I mean, like, there are many stakeholders, there are many um, could be decision makers, influencers, and when you're trying to galvanize this change in, in such a complex organization, you have to bring everybody together, right? And that's, I'm sure, easier said than done. Um, so how do you galvanize the organization around this transformational change? Yeah, first up, uh, it's really focusing on creating talent and a talent pool for lasting impact and setting that up. Because uh, it's not easy. Transformation, by definition, is, is going to take work and it's just hard. And so you have to, in my opinion, create a couple of things for your, for your teams. And the first is safety. And I think folks have heard this before and a lot of studies talk about this, but I'll give you a really specific example of safety. So we all have sat through meetings where there's red, green, yellow status. Uh, and green means good, red means bad. Uh, but in... Most of our organizational reviews, red is reinforced as not meaning a bad thing. Red is like, I need help. Uh, I need more resources. I'm unsure. And we've spent a lot of time reinforcing that, you know, red status is not a bad thing. And it's such a simple thing, right? But that 
provides a lot of safety to the organization, which says like in a group, I can surface my problems and people aren't going to be like, oh, that's not good. They're going to jump in and want to help me. Um, and that has also created the confidence of these individuals to feel like they can push the envelope more. If there isn't penalty for failing of getting to a red status, if, there's, if that's not seen as a bad thing, but as in fact a good thing, then the organization naturally is energized to go chase after those more complicated uh, potential to fail type scenarios. And that's ultimately what transformation sort of boils down to is taking on those challenges that the organization did not organically try to take on previously. The other piece here is just unlocking the value for frontline leaders, but also the organization around our team and transformation. Uh, and so often we'll build programs that don't necessarily directly support, uh, like they won't make our team the hero, but we'll build a program so that our constituents, those that are part of the transformation, will make them heroes in front of the customer. So building uh, data systems that allow them to have the most up-to-date data in front of the customer uh, or helping customers connect faster with you know, different people within the organization and those aren't necessarily tools that started off in our charter, but we know if we solve for those, then the overall transformation works better. And again, there's, there's in some ways, there's a um, versus a deterministic approach. We take a probabilistic approach to some of our strategy, which is like, it's highly likely if we make this piece work easier, then the rest of the system will work better as well. Uh, and, and then the very, the very final piece of getting that to stick is, you know, those same metrics I talked about at the very beginning, those numbers, uh, the trend of those numbers, uh, we review those every week together. Uh, once a month, we bring everyone together. And so there's very little uh, ambiguity on what the metrics are we're, we're shifting for. And other organizations use our metrics to inform their constituents as well. So that tells me that the data has, you know, uh, extended beyond just the realm of our transformation has permeated the business. That's fantastic. I mean, this is, you know, it's it's such a such a brilliant way of looking at red. It's just simple example you gave me, right? Red, yellow, green, and red is supposed to be bad, and people are very scared about even talking about it, and people tend to hide it, as opposed to just thinking of that. That hey, I have a problem. Let's sit down and 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 solve it. That's uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, it's, it's so simple too, right? And you think as a leader, you, you want to know where you can help your people. You don't want your people struggling. I think as a leader, the, the thing you worry the most about is finding out that someone's been stressed out about something for two and a half months. And then you're now got, you know, two weeks left the quarter and now figuring out how to solve for that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and as you shift that as a leader, I, I think that that has so many benefits. Uh, it also, I think, uh, it lends itself well to smaller groups coming in very prepared to explain why things aren't working. So as opposed to trying to figure out how they hide it, they actually come to and say, hey, we've both got a red, we've got two yellows and it's making a red. And so it, it takes time. As a leader, you have to, um, you know, trust that it will get there. And sometimes it's hard because as a leader, you're getting pressured for those, those red items yourself. But in my experience, and we've done this in a couple different organizations, um, that safety is probably the most important thing for ensuring your team can can move forward and keep driving those transformations. 
Like there's such a fantastic, you know, advice again, you know, I think time is not enough for us to double click on many of these. Maybe we'll figure out some additional episodes around that. Um, I'm sure people are going to have some questions for you, you know, as they listen to this, because this is a complex topic. What's the best way for them to reach out to you if they have any questions for you? Yeah, the, the best way is probably through LinkedIn. Uh, so that's the, the best way I can give you the link. Uh, you should be able to find Nick King, uh, Cisco on LinkedIn. It's probably the best way. Uh, or also I'm on Twitter under uh, N King. So November Kilo, India, November Golf. Uh, oh. at, uh, so those are two good ways to reach out. Fantastic. I guess we'll all put those links uh, you know, in, in your bio so people can reach out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. Really enjoyed having this conversation and podcast with you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it. You too. Stay safe. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.